0: Try it again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we
1: back, baby. Let's go!
0: Kick it! Woo!
1: Yeah, baby. I know,
0: I know, I know, I know.
1: So nice. We're going to do it twice, Comic Fam.
0: (laughs) DJ Lethal. The hottest comic books of the week, the trending most comics in the world. Let's get into it. Another week, another list. The comics that are trending the most in the damn world. Hit the like and subscribe. And our LCS owner will slap you in the face with number 10.
1: Number 10 on the list, Harley Quinn, Black, White, and Redder. Number 3, this is the 1 in 25 Sanford Green cover. You'll know that name from... Bitterroot. We are seeing $30 average sales and a high raw sale of $70 that happened this last week. All right, what's going on with this title?
0: Because we're getting some awesome one-shots filled with multiple short stories by team-up creatives that it's been stellar.
2: It's kind of a trend that I've been noticing a lot in uh, The Big Two lately. You've got uh, a superhero title And it's got black, white, and red in the title also, so you're you're notified right up front that there's going to be sort of a color gimmick happening there, and that's fun. But what's more fun is that they're anthology books. So you open one of these issues, and you get two or three little short stories in there by creative teams who aren't necessarily writing the ongoing stories for Harley Quinn, for example. You'll get new, fresh short stories in there from new creative teams with a weird color twist.
0: This is a 1 in 25 variant that's performing exceptionally well. You got to be following Sanford Green over on Instagram. Take a look at this Power Man and Iron Fist. This Immortal Hulk, this Punisher, clearly describing this as anything other than electric, energetic, is not doing him justice. There's a reason why Marvel keeps tapping him for production work in regards to marketing. He was heavily involved in design work for Across the Spider-Verse. If you got a t-shirt, a poster, or even bed sheets, it could be something you already
2: own from- from this artist. Hey, have you heard of Key Collector Comics? That's an app out there that you can download on your phone right now for free. It's true. It's true. It's true. Shut up. It's called Key Collector Comics. It's got a lot of useful information on there. And every single week... They put out a list called the Trending 20. It's the Trending 20 most comics in existence. I didn't say that very well, but I'm going to keep going with it. We actually use those books. We pick 10 of them to make this video. So if you want like twice as many books without us yakking in your ear and bothering you, you should just go download the app and read.
0: Utilize KOTOM 101. You help support what we do here, but you also unlock a free two-week subscription of the app, and it unlocks all of the valuable categories that you can feast your comic book-loving eyes on and experience over 400,000 new comic books that have been added to the app this
2: very year. Okay, let's get back to it. We're at number nine. We're at number nine. We're just getting started. This is all-new Wolverine number one from 2016. We've got $30 average sales for this book with a recent high CGC 9.8 sale of $45.
0: This book hit $300 heights nearly two years ago, and this features... X-23 as Wolverine in classic costume for the first time. And I can't help but think that this is prime spec on a book that is so affordable. I mean, it's a major key for this character and I think is one of the safest bets that the MCU can make in regards of who is going to don whether it be three
1: or two claws. A 157% increase in copies sold on this book that is basically a surefire bet. We already know that Daphne Keene is going to be in Star Wars The Acolyte, so it's not that much of a stretch to be able to figure out that she could be reprising her role as Laura
2: Kinney in the upcoming Deadpool 3 movie. Yeah, just in general, there's lots of speculation about alternate versions of Wolverine appearing in Deadpool 3. There's a rumor that they actually were talking to her about reprising the role before the strikes shut everything down, but... Again, before the strikes shut everything down, they were already about halfway done shooting Deadpool 3, so if she would be in it, it would be a pretty small role. However, you can also look at Donald Glover's role in Across the Spider-Verse. He filmed that in like an afternoon, so you don't really need to be there for a whole chunk of the movie to make a brief appearance.
0: And that also proves that you don't even need to be that much in the movie to cause a bunch of comic books to go wild, because how many characters are being specked on just because Donald Glover showed up randomly in that movie?
2: That's a good point. Let's move on. We've got more X-Men books to talk about. We're here at number 8 with Uncanny X-Men number 141 from 1981. We've got $125 average sales for this book, as well as a $670 9.8 sale from earlier this month.
0: This book hit heights of $2,600, Russ. We've been in this game a long time. That's a steep fall. But how does a under $700 price tag on this classic X-Men Claremont key feel? This
1: is egregiously low, and as I've been telling people for quite some time, I just think that this whole chunk of Uncanny X-Men is supremely undervalued. X-Men 94 is under, and we keep seeing books like this on the list. We talked about 130, we talked about 131, First Dazzler, that great White Queen cover. This is just another one of those great Chris Claremont-era X-Men books that I believe people are picking up at fantastic deals just because the market is so soft. Days of Future Past, part one. This is when the
0: multiverse, different universes, as well as time travel was introduced in mutant lore. And we're actually seeing some attention on this this very year, but not because of like movie production, similar to the Phoenix coming and going on all of our lists. This book has already been adapted to the screen. It's likely not going to happen again, but it trends well because it was a major moment for the characters. And in the comics, we're currently seeing a doomsday event unfold.
2: That could be why we're seeing a 183% increase in copies sold, because right now, over at Marvel, uh, writer Mark Guggenheim is currently two issues into a series called X-Men Days of Future Past Doomsday, which actually explores the 30-year buildup to that far future, alternate future we got in the two-issue storyline, Days of Future Past.
0: Back in 1981, issue 141 and 142 told the story about what if, in the future, the mutants were to fail, and the consequences that would resolve from that well we're finding out for the first time this dystopian future how they got to the point where the sentinels took over and speaking of lcs a thank you variant was sent out one per store at the list at number seven wolverine number 37 bringing back red capullo to marvel comics for the first time in years hot damn
2: people are excited as you just heard We're seeing $40 average sales for this book with a high raw sale of $80. And every store got one of these comics as a surprise. Thank you, variant, which must have been pretty cool to open up in your shipment the last week. It actually was, and the
1: cool thing about this was if you use two distributors for Marvel, you may very well have received two of these. I know we got one copy that was shipped directly to the store in a nice Gemini mailer, and then the other one was haphazardly thrown into our diamond shipment. It's a good thing that our second one wasn't all messed up, but really, the amount of care for this book was not very, very high, so I'm glad that we got good copies, but you might be able to pick up an affordable one on eBay of someone who may have a VF.
0: It's also worth mentioning, because we're stores and we get some of these like posters and marketing materials, you have to kind of be keeping an eye out. I thought it was a poster. We didn't even know we received it until we were notified via the internet that this had happened. So, big thank you to Marvel. I love seeing these types of variants that are special to just hook up the LCSs. And I do appreciate you mentioning that you got two copies because of your account with Diamond and Penguin. Typically, when we're talking about one per stores, we're talking a rough estimate of like 3,000 plus in existence because there's about that many stores in existence. But some stores have two accounts, which means we cannot always count on that number being that accurate, maybe more as it pertains to Marvel.
1: As an LCS, we definitely appreciate when Marvel does something big like this. This is a fantastic gesture, and I, for one, really appreciate it. So thank you so much, Marvel.
0: And now we're at the list at number six, and this one's gonna hurt, so fair warning. We have Star Wars, Kanan, The Last Padawan, issue number one. We have the cameo appearance of Ezra, Sabine, Hera, and Chopper. And this book is down so much, it almost doesn't make sense considering Ahsoka Tano. We have $50 average sales and... Is that right, dude? It says $130
1: for a 9.8. Uh, Yeah, recent sale, $130 for a CGC 9.8. Now, I had a little pile of these. I had three or four copies sitting aside at the shop that I was planning on getting graded and just never got around to it. And now the show is still on. We've only got two more episodes of Ahsoka to go. And this book is just in the dumps. I don't know if it's ever going to recover. And it may not even be worth spending 30, 40 bucks to get your book graded if it's not going to have a big return. I was just about to say that.
0: Like, you can have high-grade copies at this point and be deciding it's better off to keep them raw because of how close this is getting to $100 for a major spec book that hit heights in July of 2021 of $950, hot damn. I bought this book around the three to $400 marker, and I'm— trying to decide if I hold or sell right now help me out in the comment section below let me know what you would do if you had this at 9.8 did you invest in number six because I did but hell did you invest in Dr. Afra? because I did as well I even have a heir to the empire but like you know we'll get to that in a little bit
2: maybe it's just the style of collector I am but I think hold I would personally hold on this book on Thrawn we're seeing 110% increase in copies sold of this book compared to last week and I guess that makes sense, because in this newest episode of Ahsoka, episode 6, we finally got the first appearance of Ezra himself, who first appears in this very issue, as well as the early episodes of Rebels. So, we've been waiting for this the whole time. It just didn't really land, I think, the way it could have.
0: Clearly, light spoilers here, but we're here to talk about the books that are trending up. And even if they're trending, it doesn't mean that they're going up in value. This is a clear case of that at the list at number 5. One of my most favorite key comics... That has my least favorite cover. We have DC Comics Presents
1: issue number 26, the first appearance of The New Teen Titans. I agree with you wholeheartedly, Tom. This is such a perpetually relevant book. The fact that it's the first appearance of The New Teen Titans and we don't even see them on the cover, that really just breaks my heart. But it's got Green Lantern on the front, so that means it's good. <laughs> $430 average sales for
0: a high raw copy. And get this, we actually saw the lowest sale of the year take place this past week for a 9.8 at $1,000. Far under its near $3,000 heights back in 2021.
2: In the current pages of DC Comics, the Justice League, spoilers, I guess, they've been dead for probably over a year. Or not dead, but like disbanded. Batman and Superman are still running around, but they're not a team anymore because they've decided that the Titans kind of represent hope and the future better. So the Titans are the main superhero team in the DC Universe, and they're actually about to get their first ever crossover event as the main team. It's going to be called Titans Beast World, number one. That's going to be dropping in November.
0: It's cool to see Beast Boy take the lead of the title for an apocalyptic event. Titans is only a couple issues in, but it's done by Tom Taylor, who you know from Nightwing, who you know is currently in charge of some of the best superhero narratives in DC Comics. Add it to your pull list.
2: The event's going to be a safe bet despite your interest in this team at all. And actually, speaking of DC Comics Presents 26, a good friend of ours, Bullseye Bob, is actually running a giveaway for this issue. He's got a very nice copy of this book that he is currently running a raffle for to support our good friend Jennifer. Comic books will break your heart over on Instagram, who's unfortunately going through a rough battle with cancer. So Bullseye Bob is running that giveaway to kind of raise funds. You just have to donate $20 to her GoFundMe and tag two people on his Instagram post. I'll put all the links in the description down below. But honestly, right now, there's only one entry in this thing. So if you really want a nice copy of this book, this might be an easy way to kind of sneak in there and get a book and kind of support a good cause. Absolutely.
0: I want to see the community band together. Jennifer's a very kind member of our community who makes content for the comic fam reviews of comics, and I know you've done a bunch of videos with her as well.
2: Yeah, I actually used to do a weekly uh, comic book review show every single Friday with her and a couple other people for over a year. She's a very good friend of mine, she's a very good presence on the Instagram, YouTube comic community, and uh, supporting her would mean a lot to me, if that means anything to you. Thank you.
0: I want to give a big thank you to the members who are coming together to support one of the pillars of the comic fam for all these years, from the content that she makes to the collaborations she's done to the various titles that she's uplifted. I want to thank Jennifer and I'll put all the links in the description so you can come support from the bottom of our collective comic book heart cancer at the list at number four. Could you believe it? But I could believe it. Amber Heard was in about one half of a second of the latest Aquaman trailer. The first Aquaman trailer, number two, the finale of the DCU before it gets taken over by James Gunn. Well, we have Atlantis Chronicles number four at the list at number four. We heard back in January of this year that we were going to see Kordax in the film, and he is in the film. He don't look like anything that we've seen in the comics before, but he's in the film.
2: Yeah, uh, Key Collector had a pretty cool inside scoop saying that this guy was going to be in the movie all the way back in January. This book hit number one on the list back in January. There was like a 2,000% increase in copies sold of this book back then. You would think that people in mass just were like,
0: oh, Aquaman 2, I'm sending in my copies to CGC. I mean, every damn number. Look at Kanan has hundreds of nine aids being added, just tanking <laughs> books
2: over and over again. And then look at this. Tom's a little salty about Kanan. I don't know if you guys just picked that up now. <laughs> there back in, are Back nine... in January. I'm taking Tell this him, You one. do it, I'm you do it. it. Back in January. When we talked about this book for the first time, there was one 9.4 on the census, and that's it. And it's been almost a year since then. There have been 19 new slabs graded in, like, what, eight months, nine months, however many months That's, that's been. it, dude. That's it. Normally we see, like, way more than that week over week over week on these lists, so 19 is kind of low. I guess people didn't believe that rumor.
0: No one cared.
2: I think they believed it. <laughs> I mean, they just didn't care. But here's the thing. The movie actually looks pretty
1: good.
0: Like, the graphics look outstanding. I'm getting some, like— a little bit of Avatar vibes.
1: The colors look fantastic. It does kind of feel very Avatar-y. I think they spent a good amount of budget on the computer graphics, but really, this is not moving the needle on this book. We're still seeing very, very low sale prices on this book, and the fact that Cordax. Looks a lot like Groot in this. Like, I was shocked. I'm like, are we going to take a helmet off? He looks nothing like the comic book. And a lot of times you're going to see people, if the movie adaptation isn't the same as the comic book, you know, we're not going to see the price moving. And that's very well evidenced by the fact that we're still reporting a $3 average sale and the fact we went from zero 9.8s to nine 9.8s, it's still only $74 for a 9.8 sale. Just crazy.
0: Whether it be Groot or a little bit of a hint of an Ent from J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, or even mix in a little Sauron, we have a very strange-looking character, and McFarlane Toys released the image of the action figure, so we know he's going to have some type of presence in movie, but how much? Is it just in flashback? Like, he is an ancestor of Aquaman, so it may be a slow burn with a full-reveal Scorpion King style at the end of the movie, and speaking of which... Black Manta is like the main focus of this trailer, which is why at the list of number three, we have Aquaman 35 to
2: discuss. Debuting in 1967, Aquaman number 35 is the first appearance of Black Manta, who is Aquaman's arch nemesis, his biggest enemy. And he looks to have a pretty insane presence in this movie. We're seeing a recent CGC 9.0 sale of $1,400 for this book.
1: So that was back in July, but we are now seeing a 233% increase in copies sold this week, again because of the amazing-looking Aquaman 2 trailer. Yeah, you heard it. I love it. I think this looks great, and I am super excited. Sorry I'm your DC fanboy. I liked Blue Beetle. I think Aquaman 2 looks fantastic. You're a huge Amber Heard fan. <laughs> Just kidding. All
0: right, well, let me know what you think in the comment section below, because I'm going to definitely see this movie. I love Jason Momoa, and... It looks like it's going to be a fun time, and that's really all I look for for any type of superhero movie. At the list of number two, Star Wars Heir to the Empire number one. First appearance of Grand Admiral Thrawn, a little underwhelming this week, but I liked it. He looks kind of bigger than I imagined he'd look, but you know what? It was still daunting. It seems like he could be living up to the height of being the next giant big bad in the Star Wars universe. But what do you think?
2: I'm a little more excited than you are, but I've been I've been a fan of Thrawn for you know a couple decades now at this point. I was a big fan of the novels. I'm excited to see him for the first time in live action. I thought his whole debut scene was pretty creepy. They had a really nice freaky musical sequence. Apparently all those stormtroopers are supposed to be like zombies next to him. I don't know if I buy that fan theory that I've been seeing thrown around the internet in the past couple days. We are seeing a $180 average sale for this book. And earlier this week there was a $725 sale for a 9.8, which is low.
0: We've said this before. Yes, we're in an adjustment period. Yes, it took a lot of time for the spec to pay off. But these numbers don't just reflect those variables. CGC, years ago, used to be normal to have to wait three to four months to get your books back, plus or minus a week, you know, with shipping, et cetera. Then throughout pandemic, it would take six to eight months. Hence why a lot of books during the Disney Plus era spiked and then tanked upwards of a year later because people got their books that they specced on from the start of the year at the end of the year. Well, this book hit heights of $2,300 back in 2021. And since we chatted about this book just a short four weeks ago, there has been an increase of slabs to the census of 39 copies and four of which were graded at a 9.8. That's one new 9.8
1: every single week. The numbers on this book are absolutely staggering. The fact that we've had so many graded in the last month, and over 30 of those are 9-0 and above, so we're seeing a lot of high-grade books. It's still a 250% increase in copies sold. People were not paying attention, and all of a sudden, yes, they are. The show is out. We knew he was coming in Ahsoka. This was not a well-kept secret. This is the type of thing that people have been specking on this book for a very, very long time i still think a 725 dollars high is underwhelming but with the number of books and how fast cgc is churning and burning them this may not be the end our last submission took just over three weeks for it to leave our store in the seattle area go all the way down to florida to get graded and come back that's crazy fast Just in
0: time for October. You can support the show directly and we'll send you some funny books every month. But warning, October is going to be a scary month. We have American Psycho number one, Christian Bale cover, photo cover going out one per box. And it doesn't stop there. We teamed up with Dan Quintana for the first time and Bad Omens, Concrete Jungle number one. We made two different versions of this book going out at random, but it is guaranteed $1. Per box, ComicTom101.com to join the community. We have monthly options that's cheaper, but we also have a one time purchase option for the first time in five years. And we are officially open for international customers. Support the show and get some dope, scary comics this month.
2: Tom promised you would have a heart attack, and you're you're about to. Because number one on the list is. Heart Attack, number one, from Image Comics. From Skybound, more particularly, from 2019, we're seeing $8 average sales for this book and a $104 CGC98 sale uh, earlier this month. But there's only 22 slabs on the census, and all 22 of those are 9.8s. And there's only been one sale. It was that one sale. So, like, I guess that counts.
0: It does count. And this is number one for good reason. No one was specking on this book. Nope zero to like 80 plus sales for issue number one made it land in this position
1: because it's been optioned. And I do remember when this book came out because it was eerily timed. Issue number one of this book came out in November of 2019. And by the end of the series, which features people coming out of a world that has been experiencing a pandemic, we ended up Going into our own pandemic. So a lot of people just really weren't reading the final few issues. It has been enough time. I think people can relate to this. And the news that Fuji TV is going to be optioning this is awesome. You may not know them. And they're not going to be an American household name. But Fuji TV were the ones that optioned and made the original One Piece anime starting in 1999. And also they were the ones that brought the original Iron Chef to television. Skybound has an excellent track record, especially going
0: into 2024. By the way, but of course, we think of Walking Dead, we think of Invincible, but look at their portfolio as it's expanding into the new year with Transformers and GI Joe.
2: Those are cool and all, but my personal favorite Skybound comic is Stillwater, written by Chip Zdarsky from a couple years ago. At this point, it's about a town where nobody gets older and nobody can die. So uh, just read that. I want to see that as a TV show, personally.
0: Option Stillwater, damn it! And as
2: always, eat responsibly.
0: Enough said.